Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, step right up to the Bread and Circuses podcast, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns and enjoy the clown show. Welcome back once again, Bread and Circuses Podcast. Oh, keep, keep going. <laughs> Go ahead. Welcome back once again, Bread and Circuses Podcast. I'm Rooster here with Crow. Hello. How you doing, Crow? Good. I just waved you off and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, no kidding. I couldn't hear you, but I, I just could... remembered I just turned down the headphones. I couldn't hear me either. All right. Well, I'm going to turn our headphones back up then. Okay. Can you hear me now? I can, I can hear, hear you now. Oh, <laughs> the dulcet tones. Of- we, we take a week off and it all goes to shit. I, I forget how to even Jesus. run a show. Yeah. Um. So we got a bunch of stuff to talk about, as we always do. First and foremost, can I just say I'm I'm done being nice. Now a lot of people would know me say, "When did you start?" But I'm 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 done with this idea of, uh, of like, uh, just what's what. What's the adjective I'm looking for? Just a uh, polite interchange with people. Discourse. Who disagree with me. Okay. I'm, I was at a restaurant with a couple of friends and my wife, uh, who's in education, we were walking we're out for a walk and she said, uh, it surprised me. She kind of was pissed about Tim Walls, Governor Walls. And she said, uh, she goes, I would just like to find a pair of boots with the sharpest toes there are and kick him right in his right in his balls and make it stick and i was looking at her like whoa and she's getting shit at work now from people who are like oh you're not vaccinated yet and she just she hasn't gotten vaccinated because she's a little nervous about the shot you know yeah and the reaction that some people have had and so she's saying she's saying yeah i i don't i'm not getting it right now but i might get it later that is a weird sound. What I don't that? even know what that is. Are the aliens landing? That was weird. Yeah, it was weird. Anyway, so it's kind of good natured shit, but she's getting shit, you know? And she, so I was telling this friend of mine that, and he goes, what does the governor have to do with that? And I looked at him and I said, really? So I said, we're, we're too good of friends to have this conversation and stay friends. And he goes, well, what do you mean? And I said, you don't think the governor's in charge of how we've been for the last 14 months. He's got everybody, you know, you can't do this, you can't do that. I mean, you got freaking CDC coming out and saying, well, it's okay for you to go outside without a mask on. Bitch, I didn't ask your permission, you know? And so Minnesota has said, well, we'll start loosening these, uh, start loosening these restrictions. Um, you know, they've said, well, by June 1st, you should be able to do this. And the big one is July 1st. They say that if 70% of the state is vaccinated, we should be able to... 70%. We're not going to get to no, 70% until they why. start vaccinating kids. Did you hear Fauci, just a aside, did you hear Fauci's latest uh, when we're going to get back to normal? Uh, next year sometime. Mother's Day 2022. Yeah, he thinks maybe it might be okay to possibly maybe start thinking about not kind of sort of wearing masks. You tell me how your wife said she wanted to kick walls in the, in the nuts. I remember saying something similar. I wanted to kick him in the taint. A few, a few episodes ago. <laughs> yeah. So, but, but this friend of mine who's a liberal was just like, well, I don't see why the governor is involved in that. I'm like, he's the guy running the fucking Rooster, state. It's not his fault. It's COVID's fault. Yeah. It's he, all COVID's fault. He took the, these executive orders to an extreme and he's just treating it like, well, you know, we just can't do anything until I tell you you can. And I said, if you don't think that the governor and the teachers union are in on this together, I said, you're a fucking moron. Mm-hmm. And there's a voice sort of in the back of my head that's sitting there going, I've looked at, I'm looking at this friend of mine that I've had been friends with for 20 plus years. And it's going, maybe you should dial it back a little bit. And another voice in my head went, I know, but I'm done doing that. Yeah. It's just like, you just want to overwhelm people with, I'm not going to put up with your bullshit anymore. And there's a part of me that feels sad about that, but I'm sick and tired of listening to the stuff like, well, you just don't care about other people. Well, you know what? You know what though? You're right. I don't. Yeah. I don't care about people I don't know. I don't. Well, that's the thing. We've had this 
kind of for a couple of years now, this, well, we're, we're going to win with, you know, cause we're all about freedom of speech and marketplace of ideas and, and the better ideas will win out. And we've, we've kind of been that way, but I'm slowly, slowly losing my faith in that. And I'm just becoming more like, more like the left, but just right. I'm like, they're, they're, they're getting their way. They're getting their, their messages in every fucking institution. They're, they're winning battles and they might win the war. And I think we need to start thinking about, you know what? We need to give up some of our principles. We need to say, you know what? Some ideas aren't, aren't worth allowing to be uh, uh, said out loud. Just like the left believes about us. I believe about them. So we got to just decide, are we going to shut them fucking down or not? Yes, we are. I don't even think it's about principles. I think if. If you are in a fist fight with somebody and they pull out a knife, you can't just sit there and say, well, this was a fist fight. I'm really against knives. So and we uh, agreed beforehand by putting up our fisticuffs yeah. that this would be a fist fight. I'm not going to turn it into something it's not. Yeah. If you want to do that, that's on you. Yeah. I mean, at and that then point, you murder me. At that point, you pick up a lead pipe and go, is this how we're playing? But that's kind of like how it seems like the conservatives are playing. My point is I'm willing to put the weapon down if they're going to do it, but they're not going to. No. So why should we? Yeah, I'm and I'm am fed up with like so speaking in the marketplace of ideas. I was all about convincing people. And that's when you thought maybe there was a chance that there'd be some honesty um or at least some um decency, some shred of decency. Some integrity maybe. Integrity is the word I was, I was searching for. Thank you. Just a shred of integrity, but there isn't. There really isn't. Even from like the typical liberal left that just go along to get along, they're not willing to give you credit for anything because they've decided since they don't want to put the effort into learning about anything mm-hmm. that they're just going to take their, their side and whoever they get their info from info or info from like the headlines of the Washington post or whatever the hell they're reading or, or, or CNN or, or ABC, whatever they're getting their, their snippets there and they're going to just go with it. They're going to trust with the trusted Fauci or whatever. And they're not going to listen to anything you say, no matter what your facts are, it's all fake news to them. You know, it's all it's all a conspiracy theory. So I've gotten to the point where you every time you get into these conversations with these fuckers and I'm talking about your regular liberal, I'm not talking about leftists, even right. Uh, regular liberal, you get into a fucking argument with them and they'll either go, <laughs> it's not going to I'm not going to do this with you. Or they'll fucking go. What about what about what about Trump? What about what about what about? Or they'll she'll change the goalpost. Well, you you would you would say you're completely wrong about this. Here's the proof. And they go, well, what, what about this other thing? And you go, no, 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 no. Fuck you. You just admit that you were wrong about the first thing and they're not doing that and it's starting to piss me off so i'm actually going into conversations with these if i do at all with these motherfuckers like you like hey fuck off you're retarded and i used to have i used to be like you don't use you don't start calling people names in a debate because as soon as you do you feel like you've lost you know and it's funny when people say it to me when they go look and look stupid i just go you're just saying that because you don't have an argument yeah and they kind of sort of tacitly admit that I've gotten to the point where when I say, look, these are the f- like perfect, uh, uh, perfect example, the wage gap, they'll be like, Oh, oh yeah. well, women earn 73 cents on the dollar. And I'll go, listen, motherfucker, that's a stupid argument. You know, it's been debunked here, here and here. And people will say, well, now you're in a name calling. I'm like, yeah. Cause you know what it does at that point? I have an argument. I'm making the argument, but I'm calling you a name to put you off guard because they go, they're like, <coughs> You know, yeah. you're like, here are my facts. I'm just calling shit. it in because because that's exactly how I feel about you. Yeah, I'm not doing it just to be, just to distract from me not having the info at hand. Yeah. It's just to go, you know, here's the info, asshole. I'll still I'll still have the point and point out to you how stupid you are. Yeah, because I'm I'm tired of this playing nice thing because they're not doing. Well, it. and we're seeing the results of playing nice from the Republicans. They're, these these wishy washy sons of bitches. Um, and you know it's not so much just playing nice it's it's you know obviously they're part of the swamp and they're part of the problem and they're all they're basically lying to our faces too so there's that but there's also the whole you know just presenting weakness i'm tired of it you know and then and then that reminds me of oh go ahead i i will say you know who i'm gonna give some credit to on that is mitch mcconnell do you hear what he came out and said Hmm. he goes my job here is to obstruct 100 percent of joe biden's platform Good. He I mean, basically said, that's honest. I'm going to stand in the middle of the road. I'm not going to let you get a damn thing through. On the other, I wish. In the it, meantime, the country's going to get fucked over by everything else anyway. So by yeah. the, by the, even the executive, the executive stuff he's repealed and the executive stuff he's trying to do is, is going to fuck with us. 
I just wonder what's going to happen when two years he can't be present anymore and it's obvious to everybody. Yeah. What are they going to do? Because nobody, I mean, even the, excuse me, even the left hates Kamala Harris. Yeah. And more and more he comes out and he, and, and you've got Saki, Jen Saki, press secretary saying, yeah, we just, we've decided we're not going to let him answer questions or we don't want him to. Yeah. And then on a podcast, you just kind of let that go. Like just yeah. let that slip out of the blue. Said the quiet part out loud. And then uh, Biden here lately, a lot, what he's been saying is, is ah, I don't know if I should. I'm going to get in trouble. Yeah, I'm going to get in trouble. For I'm going to get in trouble for this. And it's like, it's not just a funny, cutesy, folksy thing. He he literally probably realizes that somebody's going to yell at him, like his wife, doctor, you know, Dr. Jill Biden, yeah. or somebody else is going to yell and go, hey, you can't talk to these people. You're fucking shit up. Shut up is what they're doing to him. He's like, okay, I'm sorry. Can I have a nap? His wife's a doctor like I'm a carpenter. Yeah. I, built, I built a birdhouse once. Yeah. It wasn't even very good. Oh, but according to Whoopi Goldberg, she should be a surgeon general. Yeah, no kidding. Because she's an amazing surgeon. That's what she said. Sure. <laughs> actually, was it Joy Reid or somebody actually corrected her at the moment? She's like, ah, uh, no, it's a doctor. It's not even, it's not medical. <laughs> yeah, not medical. Oh, oh, okay. Well, moving on. I uh, watched... It, just to see if I could do it. It's sort of like, you know, when you were a little kid and you had, if you had a metal filling and you bit on tinfoil oh, yeah. or licked a battery or something, just like, oh, you knew it was going to hurt, but you're like, I got to see what this is like. I watched uh, that George Stephanopoulos show on Sunday morning. Freaking Rahm Emanuel on there. He's like, he just turns everything around. He says, oh, oh the the uh, Republicans, their whole, their whole agenda is just racism. Like, that's the Democrat agenda right now. It really is. Uh, critical race theory is racism. And all these uh, woke leftists that are presuming to tell conservative black people what they should or shouldn't think and, and their internalized racism, it's it's ridiculous. It's, it's pure racism. They think black people are too stupid to do for themselves. Yeah. And same with the, all the voting, the, the getting hyperventilating about, was it Georgia or... Um, yeah, uh, having a, a little bit more stringent voting laws. Um, so you, so and you, everybody knows this. You're saying that black people, poor people, and black people by extension, can't figure out how to get ID in order to um, vote, or if you give them ideas, they can't figure out where to go to vote or how to get on. A, even Biden said this: how to open up a computer and use it to get online to, to vote or to, to register to vote or anything like that. They can't figure it out. Um, so having more stringent voter uh, uh, voter ID laws makes it harder for black people to vote. Well, then then we need to get rid of all the ID laws for getting a gun because that's racist too. Yeah. Because, because poor people and black people have trouble getting IDs and they have a constitutional right to get a gun. So you shouldn't have to have an ID to get a gun. Well, let's not forget that most of gun control was created to keep black people from getting guns. Yeah. but Because they didn't want them... Uh, the people who believe in reparations now didn't want uh, blacks getting a hold of guns to kill white people who might have enslaved them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Think but, about that. Yeah, I mean, it's just a dumb argument. And then what are they going to say to that? There, there's no there's no argument against that. If, if you say the free, uh, the our, our right to vote is being infringed, or black people's rights, minorities' rights to vote are being infringed by um, making stipulations to show IDs and stuff, then your right to have to bear arms, too, is being infringed by having stipulations to show ID. See, I think the only way to do this is just turn everything they say back on them. Because quite honestly, they know it. You know, when they say, you know, it it uh, it stops people from uh, voting, you know, because they they can't get ID. You say stuff like, show me one. Show me one case. You don't have one. You just think that yeah. because you're a racist. It still bothers me to have to even bring race into it. That's what makes me angry. It's like none of this stuff is actually related to race except for the optics that they make it into. Well, yeah, but like I told my son, he said uh, he's had a couple kids at school call him racist uh, for, for you know, being white. Yeah. And he's like, I said, he goes, how do you even respond to that? I said, just say, uh, white nice, power. nice racism you got there. And when they say, well, I'm not racist, you go, that's exactly what I expect a racist Tell him to, to make say. the okay sign, put it on his chest and go, white power. Did you see the people freaking out about Elon Musk doing that? Yeah, Elon Musk was on Saturday Night Live. Saturday Night Live, and uh, during the news segment, he made a double, a double okay sign. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's because he double, shot two three-pointers. Super extra double racist. Yeah. And this whole thing, you can trace it back. It was, uh, it was a 4chan troll Yeah. that put that out there and, right around the time of the Covington kid thing. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, 
the the fact like to to tie race issues to um, police brutality is annoying too because yes there probably there are some police brutality issues and guess what it's universal it has nothing to do with race it has to do with uh you know high crime areas police that are not getting rotated out we've talked about it all before that's the uh, street sweeper going by i don't know if that's gonna get picked up on the mic here but uh that's what that roaring is um but yes i would be willing to talk about police brutality in instances but i'm not going to just tie it to race because it's not Right. It has, should have nothing to do with that. In some places where there's a high percentage of white people, guess what? The brutality cases are going to be more for white people. If a high percentage of black people, it's going to be more towards black people. Higher percentage of crime, you're going to have more interaction with police. But this kind of stuff is just basic, and we keep repeating it over and fucking over again. But it just it's like talking to a brick wall. Well, and how many people who comply with the police wind up shot or dead? Yeah. How many? I, it's not many. It's certainly a hell of a lot less than people who try and fight them. And they'll say, oh, it's because, uh, oh, like white people never fight the cops. Yeah, they do. And guess what? Sometimes I get shot, you know? Yeah. Well, it's uh, in numbers wise more times than, than blacks or Asians or Hispanics. Well, somebody said Derek Chauvin at the end of his trial when he was found guilty, he turned around and let the cops cuff him. And they said, if George Floyd had done the same thing, would he be alive today? Yeah. Or the kid in Brooklyn, Brooklyn Center who got shot. Yep. You know, it's just, it's stupid. So um, you sent me this article. Do you want to? Yeah. So speaking of police and. Uh, yeah. So this is, for, this is a Minnesota here, uh, Ramsey County, which is like not the, not the inner city county. It's not Hennepin. But no, Ram- it's, it's the northern part yeah. of uh, Minneapolis. So the Ramsey County Deputies Federation put this out and. Uh, I'm just going to read. I mean, we can read. It's pretty long. I don't know how much we'll have to jump around in it. But I would it's... skip that first paragraph there. Okay. Um, so this guy named Ray Samuels was charged with felony fleeing police in a motor vehicle in January of 2021. He was alleged to be driving a vehicle without license plates and, when police attempted to initiate a traffic stop, fled for approximately three miles at speeds over 90 miles per hour. He pled guilty in March. But instead of being sentenced as a felony, Samuels was given a downward durational departure. That's what they call that. Conviction of a gross misdemeanor and sentenced to just 12 days in jail with credit for time served. He was released on April 6th, 2021. Yeah, that downward durational departure. Isn't that great? Isn't that a yoga pose? (laughs) Yeah, it sounds like it. At the time of the fleeing police charge, Samuels was on probation for theft, no felony terroristic threats and felony possession of a controlled substance, along with a gross misdemeanor charge of carrying a loaded 22 caliber revolver. Yeah, but it's just a 22. <laughs> you can barely kill a squirrel with that. The theft was originally charged as a felony, but pursuant to the plea agreement, Samuels again avoided a felony conviction and was sentenced as a gross misdemeanor. He was sentenced and served 64 days in jail with credit for time served. On the felony terroristic threat charge, Samuels was again convicted of a gross misdemeanor and sentenced to serve 69 days with credit for time served. Because that's just words. On the controlled substance and gun charge, Samuels was given a stay of adjudication on the drug count and was convicted of the gun charge. He was sentenced to 64 days in jail with credit for time served. We're we sensing a theme here? Yeah, kids, don't do drugs. <laughs> a stay of adjudication is a very fair, favorable type of sentence because the person does not receive a conviction in their record if they meet certain conditions and ultimately the charge is dismissed. Samuels had had multiple warrants and probation violations on these convictions but has continued to avoid any real repercussions for his felony actions. In addition, Samuels has prior convictions throughout the metro area for theft, violation of a domestic abuse no contact order and tampering with a motor vehicle as well as pending charges including including theft and counterfeit currency yet he like too many others has evaded any real accountability for their criminal conduct continued downward deviation from the charging decisions and minnesota sentencing guidelines to accommodate repeat offenders only serves to compound the issue the next time an individual is sentenced if any of the numerous felonies are sentenced as felonies a defendant is less likely to get the benefit of a reduced sentence for their next time around 
Crime is on the rise. Reduced sentences coupled with political leaders who blame society instead of the individual who committed the crime provide little deterrent for repeat criminals. Repeat offenders must be held accountable for their actions. And that, yeah, that was from the Ramsey County Deputies Federation. Okay. And this guy was black. Do you want to hear my uh, leftist arguments to this? Sure. First of all, systemic racism, Mm -hmm. reparations. Whiteness. Yeah, whiteness. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah. Hmm. Uh, 400 years of slavery. Oh yeah. It's the system trying to keep a black man down. Yeah. So, so what's the point of giving this guy these, these chance after chance? What, what is the reason for this? Obviously they don't think he's going to turn his life around. That has nothing to do with it. No, sure they do. Bullshit. Yeah. There must be a reason other than that. There must be something like we just have too many numbers of blacks in jails and that's what it is. It's, it's a numbers game. They're seeing the disparity between black incarceration rates and white and Asian and, and Hispanic incarceration rates. And they're saying, well, that makes us look racist. So just like in the schools where they tell the teachers and the principals, you can't have too many black students getting detention, too many black students getting expelled. So if these black students act, act up and disrupt, you just have to deal with them in the class. You can't, you can't send them to the office. That's the same kind of shit that's happening in the, in the, in the fucking uh, criminal system. Well, I think... I'm starting to believe that the worst thing a leftist thinks you can call him is a racist. I mean, they, they go, they go out of their way to fawn over people of color to show that they're friends and allies and stuff like that. And a lot of those people looking at it like, who the hell are you? Well, and there was a time when they come at me for saying what I'm saying, because uh, I'm talking about, you know, basically blacks being disruptive or blacks being a higher proportion of criminality and, and, and kids in the school that are causing problems. Guess what? It's fucking true. Yeah, but it's because it's because white people did. Now it I'm not going to sit there and go, well, I'm not racist, and here's why I'm not racist. Before I tell you the story, no, I'm going to tell you the story. Here's the facts of the story. You, f- it's up to you to decide why and how it happens. I can kind of give you a, an idea of why and how it happens. It's as far fatherless homes and, um, uh, you know, government programs that that you know, keep black people, you know, um, from and systemic racism <laughs> and whiteness, the power and of whiteness. whiteness. Yes, but. Um, yeah, I'm not going to apologize for it. I'm not going to, I'm not, well, that makes you sound racist that you're saying that. Oh, does it? Or maybe you're just projecting on me. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Uh, I don't think every black person is predisposed uh, genetically to be a criminal or to be disruptive. I think it's a cultural thing and I think it's been perpetuated by fucking liberalism and Democrats and, you know, um, the liberal leftist white racists. Well, and liberals always claim that they're going to, they're going to fix this. You know, they're going to take care of the poor and everything. They don't give a shit because they never make their lives better. Well, where yeah. are the worst places yeah, in Democrat, the worst cities? Democrat, Democrat run, run cities in predominantly poor black areas because they don't do anything about it. But they keep talking about how this is a systemically racist country. It is against white people right now systemically. And we talked about what does systemic mean? Because it's, it's built into the system. Guess what? Right now. Bias against whites is built into the fucking system. I'm trying to figure out the difference between systemic, pandemic, endemic, <laughs> systematic, systematic, seismographic. I mean, I'm just I'm having a problem with all these words. Let's talk about since I brought it up the systemic racism against white people. Okay. Uh, so there's a, a article in Alpha News: uh, Midwest farmers challenge Biden's race-based loan forgiveness program. Um, uh. A pair of Wisconsin farmers are part of a new lawsuit challenging President Joe Biden's race-based program for farm loan, loan, farm loan forgiveness. It's all because of COVID. The Wisconsin Institute for Law and Liberty filed the suit on behalf of uh, farmer Adam Faust and Crawford County farmer Christopher Baird, as well as clients in Minnesota, South Dakota, and Ohio. The suit claims the farm loan forgiveness program included in the American Rescue Plan discriminates because it is only open to farmers of color. How was that not built into the system? Look, I don't know how many times I have to tell you this. Systemic racism. Yeah, except except we don't say the, the rest of that against whites. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, here's the quote. President Joe Biden's signature COVID-19 relief legislation signed in March provides billions of dollars of debt release, re- debt relief to socially disadvantaged farmers and ranchers. Um, but the law's definition of socially disadvantaged includes explicit racial, racial classifications. Farmers and ranchers must be black or African-American, American Indian, or Alaskan Native, Hispanic, or Latino, Asian American, or Pacific Islander. Other farmers, white farmers, for example, are ineligible. And the, un, they did the same shit for vaccines. There was there was um, an issue where they were they were saying you can get the vaccine if you're between such and such age, 
and you're not white mm-hmm. in certain certain areas. And that was written into um, whatever plan they were putting forth. It was not just like a wink nod. It was it was it was in writing. It's like if you're white and you're this between this and this age, you're not getting the vaccine before black people. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, is that not systemic racism? So fuck right off with that. I don't know because I don't know what systemic. You, yeah, is. you can have you you can have um, um, black colleges. You can have you know um, black congressional. What not is only it? can you have them. You they must do. celebrate them. Yeah, and then uh, the congressional, or the, what is it, the caucus, not caucus, what's the black congressional, this, that, and the other, what's that called? I think it's black congressional caucus. Okay, but you can have these groups, but if you had a white one, it, they, you notice there isn't a white one. You know, I'm getting tired of explaining this to you. Systemic racism. Mm, yeah, whiteness, oh, whiteness. Um, yeah, so enough with the enough with the race baiting, and, and if you're, if you're, a white liberal, I expect you to and to just go along to get along with it. But if you're if you're black and you just you're you're getting, it's it's like you're getting patted on the head and you're getting told you're a good little pet. It's like why are you putting up with that? Well, and there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them that are, but there's also a growing number yes. of them that aren't. And I love to see. It's great to see that people like uh, um, uh, Officer Tatum, Brandon Tatum, uh, is, is a is a big voice for that. Uh, Candace Owens, another voice. Both admit they were liberals at one point. Yeah, and they open. They they decided they're not going to you know put up with the bullshit. They're they're smart enough to figure out they're being taken advantage or being used, and they don't want to be used anymore. And they're not going to be used by the right either. They're not big uh, Republican fans either. If Republicans do bullshit that that doesn't help them as a community or, or just generally America, they'd be like, "Yeah, that's bullshit." They're not they're not just going to take a side because they're pandered to. People need to understand it's okay to disagree with some people sometimes. Just because somebody's on the same I'm using air quotes here side as you, that doesn't mean you can't call out their bullshit too. And people seem to the left is notorious for this about well, we can't disagree with them because you know. They're on our side. I mean, Nancy Pelosi does this all the time. When Ilhan Omar tweets stuff like, let's get rid of the cops, and they go to Nancy and she says stuff like, I know this was a different thing, but she goes, well, she doesn't always understand words the same way we do. What kind of tap dancing bullshit is that? Yep. Everybody knows it's bullshit. You just don't want to go, yeah, that was a stupid thing they said. And they get all giddy when someone on the right calls out someone else. You know, I mentioned that Mitch McConnell thing about how he said he was going to obstruct Biden's uh, makes no bones about it. Going to obstruct Biden's agenda. But just before that, they were loving the fact that he said he's not a big Trump guy. Yeah. You know, that's OK. It's OK to have two different points of view on the same side sometimes to disagree with people that in general you agree with. I mean, you and I agree on a lot of stuff, but there's a couple things we don't agree on at all. Yep. So it's it's stupid that it has to be this all or nothing thing, because it means you go along with some stuff, you know, is dumb but you do it because you're worried about being kicked out of the club. Yep. So. But sometimes I guess you have to have some solidarity with your side because you have to have part of that club to have any effect. Oh yeah. Sometimes, but it yeah. doesn't mean you have to agree with everything. No, but you, yeah, you have to pick and choose when you decide to disagree. Sometimes don't air it out in public. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, thank God Joe Manchin isn't buying everything hook, line, singer yeah. that they're throwing yeah. out there. Might be, I hate to say this, Joe Manchin might be the only guy who's saving the country right now. Yeah. It's funny. And the reason I hate to say this is not because he's a Democrat. It's just because he's just as corrupt as all the other ones. I mean, his daughter was the, mentioned this many podcasts ago, his daughter was the president of the company that was jacking up the price on the EpiPens. Yep. That had donated to his campaign. It's just, it's crazy. So. Well, now that I got all worked up, uh, you want to go to the next? Uh, yeah. Uh, you want to talk about the jobs bill? Yeah. Uh, some from CNBC. April's expected hiring boom goes bust as non-farm payroll gains fall well short of estimates. And hiring was a huge letdown in April, with uh, payroll increases by much less than expected, two hundred sixty-six thousand. The unemployment rate rose to six point one percent. The Dow Jones estimates had been for one million new jobs and an unemployment rate of five point eight percent. So that's yeah, a big difference. I can, I can explain this really simply too. Systemic racism? Trump's fault. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So. No. So um, I thought it was funny. It's okay because Biden's just going to raise taxes. Yeah. It'll which will fix everything. Yeah. So, um, yeah. R- raise taxes in the middle of a pandemic with a high unemployment rate. That's never been a recipe for disaster. I'm, I'm not going to pretend I understand how all of these things like the 
you know, when they talk about people who've dropped out of the job pool and everything, you know, and how that affects the unemployment rate. Look, I don't care. Or this non-farm payroll stuff. Here's the thing. They thought it was going to be a million new jobs. It wound up being a quarter million. And even on CNN, there was a clip of them seeing the number and going, oh, no, that number's got to be wrong. Can you double check that? I saw that. It's funny. Oh, the guy's uh, like looking at it. He's, he's like, uh, oh, this uh, can't be. Oh, uh, that is right? Uh, well, that's a little disappointing. Uh, and Biden's up there trying to tap dance about why it happened the way it was. And it ultimately comes down to pff, Trump's fault. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so stupid. Here's- I mean, Trump, Trump built a system of smoke and mirrors, and it was bound to collapse. Yeah, but and uh, they didn't see it coming until it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and then went, oh, I knew it. It's like those people who watch the end of Sixth Sense. I'm sorry if I'm ruining it for you. It was 20 years ago. And they see it and they go, yeah, I knew he was dead all the time. Yeah. Fuck you. You did not. <laughs> you did not. You saw The that, signs were all there. You saw that ring roll on the floor and you went, holy shit. The signs were all there. Yeah. like I picked else. up on them. Yeah, exactly. I just didn't want to ruin it while we were watching it yeah, for you. Yeah, exactly. I even saw at the beginning of that movie and got shot. I was sitting next to my then fiance. It was my wife. And I went, went, uh, nobody lives getting shot there. Next thing you know, he's fine. I'm like, Oh, I guess he is. <laughs> um, but anyway, so those numbers were disappointing and he's trying to figure out why it is. Here's why it is. Uh, it's not because people don't want to work. The same amount of people who didn't want to work before are the same amount of people who didn't want to work now. But the government has come in and made the difference between working and getting paid and not working and getting paid much, much smaller. Mm-hmm. If I could, if I told you I was going to pay you 20 bucks an hour, but you got to be there every day, you got to do all this stuff, it's not backbreaking work, but you're not playing PlayStation or masturbating. Yeah, it takes up time. You know? So you're going to do 40 hours of this stuff at 20 bucks an hour, or for 15 bucks an hour, you can just sit home and do nothing. You're going to go, all of that effort is not worth five bucks. Yeah. Well, you know? I also got to tell you, if if I would have presented been presented that opportunity where, let's say the place I work at actually was closed like permanently due to COVID uh, shutdown, and I go, well, I can start looking for a job or I can keep taking this unemployment and I can work off the books and make double money that way. I would I would be doing that. Well, there are lots of, believe it or not, there are restaurants right now, because I've talked to a couple of these restaurant owners who get staff to come in by paying them under the table. Mm-hmm. They have to. Because otherwise they won't come in. Yep. You know? Because, yeah, because they want to keep getting that sweet, sweet government money. And I don't blame them because it's your fucking money and the government's wasting it anyway. Get a piece of that. Well, I, I disagree in the sense that it does bug me because it probably isn't their money. Oh, well, yeah, the lower strata. Yeah. The but people making 15 bucks an hour aren't the ones chipping this money in all the time. I hear the same thing all the time when people say, oh, I chipped into Social Security for all these years. The money you put into Social Security is not going to make up for the money that you're going to get yeah. paid out. Okay? So cut it out. You paid in. Yes, you're entitled to it, but don't tell me that's your money. Your money got spent long, long But there ago. are a decent amount of people that are making that 20 to 30, you know, an hour range that would benefit from getting paid off the book and... Right. But what I'm saying is the people who are collecting this stuff saying, well, I feel fine collecting it because it's my money. I'm telling you, no, it wasn't. Somebody else paid that money for the most part. So it does bug me a little. At the same time, it also bugs me because as someone who's sort of an entrepreneur, I look at it like I, I would take the extra five bucks an hour to get up and do the job and all that stuff. But I understand that most people aren't like that. And... It's kind of human nature to get the most you can for the least amount of effort. I just think I, I really would have loved to be able to get that money rolling in and then like pursue, have that time that you'd normally be spending 40 or 60 hours a week working, actually pursuing be, another way to make money. You'd be working off the books. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that Instead would be of great. just sitting there, like I said, playing PlayStation yeah. and masturbating. <laughs> Because that's what, you know, all these But this people... is what you fucking get. You've got uh, uh, Zuckerberg, a report came out talking about how how many billion dollars of his own personal money he put into basically rigging the goddamn 150. election. 350 yeah. million. Yeah. But before we get to that, I just want to quickly finish this right. point about this is the stuff that leads into UBI. And people say, well, if people had UBI, I saw Universal um, Basic Crystal Ball and Sagar and Jetty, their show on the Hill, The Rising. 
she was talking about, well, if you supplemented people's income, they could feel free to pursue more, you know, uh, fulfilling things. No, they won't. They won't do that. You know, this is coming from someone who's overly educated and has made her, uh, or her uh, living in media with this Pollyanna, Pollyanna attitude that the average person is just looking to better themselves. No, they're not. They're looking to just get what they can for as little work as possible. So, she, you know, she's thinking, hey, if these people have more time, they'll spend it with their kids and they'll do all these other. No, they won't. Yeah. They're going to, I'll say it again, play PlayStation and masturbate. That's what they're going to do. Yep. Uh, so you mentioned the Mark Zuckerberg thing. So there's a report from Newsmax here. Uh, Zuckerberg money used in violation of federal election law. Color me shocked. Uh, a new report by National Public Interest Law Firm. That's been debunked. It's actually been debunked. It's not true. That some $500 million donated by Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg was used to violate election laws by providing funds to Democrat, not dominated municipalities, and their election efforts for the benefit of Joe Biden. That's been super debunked like 64 times. Trump well, lost Trump lost 172 Supreme Court cases on that. Well, he, it wasn't 500. And Rudy Giuliani's was, but, going to jail. And and uh, Trump is by, um, Putin's puppet, too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 39-page uh, report compiled by Thomas More Society's uh, Amistad Project claimed that the bulk of the $500 million from Zuckerberg and his wife, Priscilla Chan, went to the previously little-known leftist nonprofit Center for Tech and Civic Life, which was like no, nobody-nowhere thing. Right. And now there's just this mega-fucking influential powerhouse because of that money. That's like, well, it's like the CrowdStrike thing when they gave Trump shit about mentioning the CrowdStrike deal, the, the Ukrainian guys. Like, CrowdStrike? What is a CrowdStrike? They're fucking advertising on TV right now. Yeah. Although listed as a nonpartisan organization, <laughs> you can't even say that without laughing. The CTCL funded ballot collection sites in traditionally Democrat dominated jurisdictions and considered state election integrity laws as obstacles and nuances or nuisances to be ignored and circumvented, states the author. Uh, the provision of Zuckerberg's CTCL funds allowed the Democrat strongholds to spend roughly $47 per voter compared to 4 or $7 per voter traditionally Republican areas. Uh, so 10 times. Yeah. Moreover, the recruiting of targeted jurisdic dur jurisdictions for specific government action and funding runs contrary to legislative elective election plans and initiate invites government I can't read today invites government to play favorites in the election process no shit um so this there's a quote this private privatization of election undermines the help america vote act hava which requires state election plans to be submitted to federal officials and approved and requires uh, respect for equal protection by making all resources available equally to all voters yeah but it's just words on paper that's I, all that is if you can't if you can't make it stick, if you can't, uh, if you don't, if you put a law or you put something out that said this is how it's going to be, and you can't enforce it, then it doesn't mean anything, right? And that's what's been going on for the past fifteen fucking years. We have all these laws and regulations that get just they decide, and in the court system, which we talk about, you get people to decide whether or not they're going to enforce it or not enforce it or go by it, and there's never consequences. Do you know that most civilized countries in the in the Western world, at least, require you to show up to vote with ID? Yeah, they don't have mail in balloting. No, you know now they're much smaller countries. Yeah, and but there, still, we have much more in the way of resources. There's very limited um, reasons for mail in balloting balloting to happen. I believe it should be an option for certain people, but not very many. Well, okay, let me. The one thing that really bugs me about this is that the left really thinks this argument works that we say we have to expand early voting. We have to allow same day registration. You shouldn't need to provide ID for mail-in ballots. We're going to put these boxes over here that you can, you know, drop ballots into and they're not monitored. You know, it's sort of like to use an analogy, like in a mixed martial arts fight, if the two guys get in there and you know, they have the ring check where the guy goes over and checks his gloves and all that stuff. And they just said, we're just not going to check this guy. Yeah. And the other fighter says, hey, he could cheat. And they're like, oh, you have no idea. How are, who are you to make such accusations? How do you know he's cheating? You can't say he's cheating. 
Well, you know what? He may not be cheating, but you gave him every opportunity. Where's your proof? And when, yeah, if you give (laughs) everyone every opportunity to cheat, sooner or later, people will cheat. And and that's, I, I laugh when I said that, but when they say, where's your proof? And you go, there's no proof because nobody's checking. Yeah. I need you to check to get the proof. Well, then you have to have proof in order for me to, to, to make me go go check. Well, and you know, you mentioned moving goalposts because that's what they do. You have someone who comes in and says, uh, well, you got to eliminate voter fraud. There's no voter fraud. Well, here, here's a couple examples of voter fraud. Right, but it doesn't happen that often. You just went from there isn't any to it doesn't happen enough. And you yeah. say, well, what's an acceptable level of voter fraud? And they can't answer that question. And I always say, what if you show up to vote and you say, I'd like to vote. And they say, you've already voted. You know, who's been disenfranchised? Yeah. You have. Well, lo- And their response to that is, well, that doesn't happen. No, I just gave you examples of that happening. It may not be a lot, but when it happens to you, your response is, well, it just it doesn't really happen. And let's face it. You've had years of privilege. So that little bit of disenfranchisement, don't you really deserve it as a, as a white male? What privilege do I have? Uh if I if I were to mug you right now and take your wallet and take your white privilege card out, yeah. I'd I'd see um you'd you'd have uh what uh, membership from birth. Okay, well, it doesn't avoid me to not pay taxes. <laughs> it doesn't avoid me to not pay my mortgage. Uh, it it keeps you from getting shot um just by sleeping in your own bed by police. Hmm. On just okay. by going to get groceries and skittles. Okay. And uh, what is it? Grapes, grape juice, and skittles. I mean, if I go to get grape uh, grape juice and Skittles, I'm I'm not going to get shot because I'm white. I thought you identified as a black female. It's been a while. Okay. So yeah, yeah. It's just the the the. It's just gotten to the point where people didn't know a lot of this was going on, and it was the people doing pulling this shit were trying to be secretive about it, but now they realize there has been no consequences. And they don't care anymore because they know there's no consequences. I still don't know for sure that it was enough cheating to flip it in Biden's favor. I don't know that it was. I don't know that it wasn't. It's not just the cheating, though. We're talking about like it's the immoral, like the actions of of the social media collusion that's not specifically illegal or technically cheating, but in all intents and purposes, it's it's cheating. It's helping the cheating. Well, and this stuff is going to get found out. I mean, you you can cheat and win your election. That's fine. But now we have an infinite amount of time for people to research this and find it. And they're going to find it. All of this money that Zuckerberg poured in gets poured into areas specifically targeted where they had to raise Biden's uh, turnout and votes just a little bit to win. Yeah. There were areas that were um, uh, typically Democratic areas that Trump had won. Yeah. And they were trying to win back. That's where all this money went. And you can't tell me that ballot harvesting specifically tied to these areas didn't couldn't possibly put a, put that over the edge. It absolutely could. Like ballot harvesting was something that was was really heavily leaned into for this last one because they realized how well it works. Uh, let's finish this article. It's just yeah. a couple of paragraphs. The report claims that a well-funded network of foundations and nonprofits used the outbreak of the novel coronavirus, the Wu flu, to justify funneling, oh, and I, that that's my insert, not the you article. Bigot. To justify funneling hundreds of millions of dollars to counties and mu- municipalities across Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin in the name of safe elections, the illegitimate infusion of private funding and third-party promotion of training, equipment, security, staffing, and reporting programs by a network of private nonprofits at the local level bypassed state administrative processes, violated legislative pr- uh, prerogatives codified in state help America vote plan and resulted in questions about the integrity of the U S electoral system. The society alleged, Oh yeah, just questions, but you know, nobody's going to be held accountable for it. So they're just going to do it again and they're going to do more of it. They'll, yeah. they'll do more of it until finally it's just like cracked uh, until there's some sort of revolt is what's going to happen. Speaking of doing it again. Um, and it's going to happen again. Uh, and woo flu. Have you heard about all this gain-of-function research? I don't even know what that is. Okay, I didn't until about two weeks ago, and then I read some about it. So gain-of-function research is banned in the United States. It's basically taking a virus 
and manipulating it, they say so that you can, you know, better fight it in the future. But it also gets used. Uh, Isn't it a way, a way to weaponize viruses? Uh-huh. Yes, it is. Gain of function research is banned in the United States. Yeah, it's like making anthrax ten times more powerful, so you can combat it easier. But that making it ten times more powerful makes it weaponized. Yeah, and then yeah. you could. So, uh, guess where a lot of gain of function research gets done? Uh, Russia, uh, China, China. Yeah, in the Wuhan uh, virology lab. Yeah, that's all coincidence. No, it's not. Because it turns out that correlation uh, isn't causation there, Rooster. Oh, there's <laughs> there's uh, lots of evidence now, and and you can look this stuff stuff up easily. It's not these are um, these are reports that have been made by uh, entities looking into this that aren't QAnon and things yeah. like that. So uh, one of the big backers of gain of function research through the WHO. Wait, let me guess, Fauci. Yes. <laughs> I knew it. That yep. little bastard. Yep. He was uh he found that to be valuable research back to the WHO doing that research in China. Uh apparently now there are virologists who are saying, look, when we got to look at this under a microscope, we knew right away it was human design. Now, do I think that the Chinese designed it and threw it out there on purpose? No. I think the Chinese were playing around with this and there was a guy who um Jamie I can't remember his name. He was on Rogan's podcast a few months ago talking about they were working on this stuff, not him, but he knew the WHO knew that the Chinese were working on this stuff. And he says that lab has terrible safety protocols. And he goes, I'm guessing it got out. It got out and infected the shit about a a bunch of people. And China, and China made the calculation China saying, we went, don't want to be the only ones. Just quiet. Don't say a word. Don't well, say and a also, word. they didn't want to be the only ones to suffer from the effects of it. They decided, you know what, if, if we're going to deal with it, they're going to deal with it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Now, I'm, I believe that part of the conspiracy. Yeah. I don't know if that I'm, I'm going to stop short of any conspiracies. I'm just saying you can trace the fact that they were doing it there. WHO was backing it. So was Fauci. So Fauci has a vested interest in downplaying mm-hmm. the whole impact and following China's talking points and all of that stuff. The same with the WHO. Yep. And it, again, more reports that are coming out showing that virologists knew this was a human design one because it didn't, it didn't make the leaps that it normally did. Now, the worst part of all of this, because it actually gets worse, is in this uh, new legislation the United States has passed. They make 1.2 or some one point something billion dollars available to continue work on gain of function outside the United Fuck. States. It's going to fucking happen again. Yeah. And it might be with well, something nastier. And and uh, cynical people will will see that this is they've realized what a great vector of control this is. Yeah. So they're not they're not chomping at the bit to stop it because you know happens again it happens again we just get more control. But this is you know there there will be Republican friends of ours who say these damn Democrats where are the Republicans who are jumping up and down about this yeah. and saying this can't happen either. You know. Yeah. Instead of uh, blaming people because they want to get back to their lives and not wear masks and not have their kids subjected to bullshit and and. Uh, and uh, or or get vaccinated uh, instead of instead of making us the fucking enemy. Why don't we t- target what we can target to keep it from happening again, which is fucking these labs in China and wherever else they're doing this shit, probably multiple places. Um, but no, no, it's it's uh, it's the American citizens, the or the conservative Americans, white American citizens that are the target of fucking everything right now. Mm-hmm. And they're blaming us for everything. Yeah, they're just distracting. Yeah. Well, in fairness, Fauci is a white man of privilege. Mm. Is he, though? Highest paid government employee in the country. Okay. He's an Anglo, huh? Yeah, he is. Hmm. Hmm. So, you know, it's right there. Systemic racism. What Goodness. is that internalized race, Internalized uh, racism? By who? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just trying to use the left methods. Is it, isn't it geographic size? Wait a minute. Isn't Fauci... Jewish? I don't think he is. Oh, I thought I had something there. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, you had something. <laughs> I don't really know what it was. Oh. But no, I, I'm just, I'm tired of this, that people don't want to pay attention to these things. And I know some of that stuff sounds conspiratorial, but it, there's actual, I'm not making any leaps here that aren't already there. You can see the reporting from these agencies saying this is happening. Just like you're going to see more reporting on the election that shows that the Democratic Party targeted certain areas with a bunch of money from high-tech high tech, uh, companies. And a lot of these uh, so-called nonprofit organizations that came out of nowhere, um, that's not a conspiracy? Mm-hmm. It is. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. a conspiracy. It ha- conspiracies happen. They might not be a, a boardroom of, of guys, you know, twirling their mustaches, mustaches and, you know, drinking whiskey and smoking, talking about what they're going to do. But it's a, it's and it's easier to do conspiracies now because they have different methods of, um, you know, plausible deniability. They have different levels of of um, what's it fail safes to keep you from being the guy that and they know even if you if it comes down to they get caught red handed, they're like, eh, then what? What are you going to do? Well, I didn't hear any of that because you threw me off with the smoking part because, you know, everybody vapes nowadays. Ah, uh, okay. Whatever yeah. happened to that popcorn lung thing that people were freaking out about? So you can't vape because your your lungs are going to turn into Swiss cheese. I think that was uh, the teachers union found they had other stuff to focus on, like, oh, COVID. Yeah. And getting more money. So <sighs> what are we going to do? I was a little do, worked man? up on this one. Yeah, I you feel are. Like, I feel like the, all the tension is in my upper back right now. I'm glad you give uh, good, like, therapeutic massages after every one of these. Cause, uh, Why did you have to make it creepy? <laughs> I mean, I can't wait till this one's over with so I can get my massage. Ah, when this one's over with, I'm getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> um, oh. I had one other thing I was going to throw out there. Okay. We've talked about this before, and you edited it, so you can edit it again. <laughs> okay. But, uh, I, you know, when we talk about this whiteness and this racism and all this stuff, um. Are you getting tired yet of, uh, and this is going to set some people off right away, of interracial couples on TV? (gasps) That's why I edited it out. Yeah. Not interracial couples. I have no problem with people. Look, you love who you love. Gay, straight, whatever. You know, there's nothing wrong with people of different races, married kids, all that stuff. But there's a virtue signaling level of it going on on TV. When you turn into an agenda, it's a problem. When every single couple you see, and I'm, I will admit I'm exaggerating, but I would be willing to put the number at 80%. Watch commercials and all that stuff now. What percentage of people are multiracial couples? It is far beyond the percentage in actual society. And to me, it's not that it's interracial couples together. Again, I have no problem with that. What I have a problem with is companies... Putting those couples together to say, see, we're okay. Yeah. It's no different than, I mean, to me, it's bigoted because I see people who are like, well, that's my, yeah, I have black friends, so I'm not racist. Well, you're seeing that everywhere, though. It's not just, I mean, you can't get upset with these. But the amount of it on TV is insane. But it's, it's the amount of that is everywhere in education, um, you know, in Hollywood is, is really bad. Just lately, they've been, go, go to Netflix and look at any historical drama they have out right now. Any, any like historical period piece thing. Okay, back up a second. Isn't Netflix television? Yes. Okay. But, okay. But I just, I glossed by education and all that because, uh, or the workforce or whatever, you know, they're talking, you, you have to have quotas for a certain amount of people of color, even though it doesn't, rep, or you have to have representation that's far beyond what's the population of. You know, a thir- so thirteen percent black of the population, but you have to have representation of like fifty percent. I, I, that's not just entertainment; that's in the business, in government, everything. I'm not talking education. about things like affirmative action that have been there around forever, yeah. or the you know we have to punish kids equally based on racial uh, percentages and stuff. We can't have we can't have half of the kids that are punished in school for bad behavior and be minorities. I'm not talking about that stuff. I'm talking about just the virtue signaling on television of putting interracial couples together for a freaking Cheerios commercial just to show that Cheerios is woke. I don't know if that's that might be part of might part of the reason, but I think it's it's just another symptom of the overall. Right, it's the same stuff. Because, it's just right there all the time. Back to my now. point. Go to go to Netflix. Look at any historical drama that's being put out. Either either an act, supposedly accurate historical drama. 
uh, dramatization of historical period in Europe or something that's like fantastical that has based in Europe but has like superpowers or magic or whatever and you'll see they have a deliberate like they're 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 putting black people as like historically like literally historical figures that were white they're they're just race swapping them and acting like you know that's that's how it was you know that's it's and if you did that the other way around and you go well we have historically black story or historically black person and you put another race in there there'd be no end to going well that's bullshit that's appropriation or that's whitewashing it's like i was just thinking (laughs) of (laughs) of the book roots Mm -hmm. you know how how they call it said his name was toby yeah. What if it was the other way around? It was a white guy named Toby. Oh. Yeah. And they're like, hey, your name's Kunta Kinte. He's, ow, that hurts when you hit me with that thing, damn it. <laughs> Jesus, buddy. Cut it out. <laughs> Cripes alive. Oh, boy. But <laughs> Sipping a white claw. And <laughs> we, we talked about, I'm glad you're amusing yourself with this. It's just railing me. Uh, but there's also the, the, the fact that um, they're talking about oh, Henry Cavill as Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, but DC and was it Warner brothers They're The rumor is they're done with Cavill. They don't want Henry Cavill Superman anymore. They want Jordan B. White to be Superman. Jordan or Jordan B. Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, Michael B. Jordan to be Superman. That's, that's the, that's the rumor. They take, uh, Falcon, um, you know, and make him captain America. And the thing is, yes, that happened in the comic books, but it was temporary. Um, there, it wasn't something where like, well, he's he's gonna be the new Captain America from here on out. It's just like anything in comic books. There, the the hero's gonna be gone. He's gonna come back, um, the, the main hero. Um, and I, and uh, there's a a guy uh, I can't remember his his actual name, but uh, Young Ripper, whatever. He does mm. comic book commentary, and he goes, "It's having the Falcon become Captain America is a downgrade." He was his own character. He was an original character that was a good character and, you know, um, was popular. And to take him and go, not good enough, we got to take a white character, uh, what they've built up for that character, and then just step him into those shoes. He goes, it's it's uh, it's insulting. And that's what they do with the race swapping or the gender swapping stuff. They're like, if you can't get the popularity that you want off of your character and you go, well, we'll just take that character and, and take their popularity and all the work that got put into that character. Um, and, and we'll use that. And that's not, that's, that's okay. But if you did it the other way around, it would be racism or it'd be appropriation or whatever the fucking fancy words they use nowadays. It's just the double standards is obviously bullshit. So if, uh, uh, black Panther, was it King T'Challa? Yeah. What if he dies and they find out, like, uh, through some shirt tail relative, he's related to some white guy from Louisiana named Toby or Keith? He'd have to be white. Toby Keith. Like there we go. Redheaded. Like a Toby redhead. Keith is the new uh, Black Keith. Panther. Toby Keith. <laughs> Make that happen. No, but some guy named Trevor, yeah. you know, he's the new Black Panther. But you shouldn't want that. It's, it, here, and here's the thing they're going, well, you know, the, there's a, the reason these, Black characters aren't as popular is because of racism, and that's why we 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 do this because we people have, you know, white people have have you know dominated these things for so long, and we want it, we want a representation. It's like if you're a certain percentage of the population, you're you're not gonna you're not gonna be overrepresented. That's all there is to it. But that's kind of the agenda, though. It's like, well, eventually we will be. <laughs> well, I get there's something to to be said. I understand about. People wanting to see people that look like them, um, you know, to a degree, like I've said for me, when I, uh, when I play video games, I don't want to play a video game with a main, with a female lead character. I just, I don't, cause I don't. Well, it takes away from your own immersion. <laughs> yeah. And game. I don't, I don't buy the Charlize Theron super assassin killing a bunch of guys kind of, I, I just don't oh, do it. Did, did you see, uh, the new Red Sonia? Uh, yeah. It's I that chick from Killjoys. Yeah, she was good. Well, the thing is, I like her as an actress. She's okay. She's nothing fancy. Good looking woman. She's like, I don't know, half black or something. She's got a very, uh, um, ambiguous, um, ethnicity, but, and she looks more like middle, mid, mid middle Eastern, Eastern or, yeah. or, or uh, Indian. But anyways, uh, so they're talking about, she's going to be the new, next red Sonia. And it's just silly. 
And there's a forum I was watch uh, reading where the people were coming on. Can you believe they made this? They want to make her the next Red Sonia. She's just like this petite girl. I'm tired of them taking these petite women and acting like they can be these big warrior women. It's like you're missing the fucking point here. <laughs> there's plenty of redheaded white pale women that could play that part because that's what she is. That's what Red Sonia is. That's mm-hmm. the whole point of her. It's is that it's an anomaly back then for this warrior woman, this pale skinned redheaded woman to be an ass kicker. And that was the whole point of it. She was a, a counterpart to Conan. Um so to to race swap this is just silly. It's just it it's an agenda. And and it doesn't make any goddamn sense. You could have there's two or three actors I could I could think of that could take that role, but because they're white they don't want them. Gina Carano. Yeah, Gina Carano. That that what's her name that did uh, Lagertha from the Vikings? Gosh, she's beautiful. Oh yeah. Um, uh, J- Jillian, whatever her name is the one that is in the uh, Marvel movies as uh, uh, the machine. Oh, woman. Karen Jillian. Karen Jillian. Yeah, she could do it. I mean, she's pretty petite, but they could try to bulk her up a little bit. Yeah, but then uh, the other one I was thinking of, uh, she was in. She's. She's like some. Uh, she's actually called like the Amazon woman. She's a CrossFit co- competitor. Okay. She was one of the barbarians in the Wonder Woman movies. Okay. Anyway, but-, yeah, but but here's the thing. I don't care that this woman is being cast in a in a main role. It's just that the agenda of it is what bothers me. Yeah. Well, you know, if they even did it like this is an Elseworlds kind of thing. This is a, a multiple universes thing where where Red Sonia was a, a not a white European woman, and I'd be like. Yeah, but it's already fantasy to begin with, so why are you so upset? Well, part of me honestly says, I don't care if it's well done. I guess I'm not terribly upset about it either. I'm just yeah. seeing it and going, ugh, enough. I don't care if it's well done. And, you know, to get back to my point about I don't want to play a video game where there's a woman who's the main hero. I'm just not into it. But it's never stopped me from, like, watching basketball when I was a kid and thinking I want to be like Michael Jordan or something like that. So, for me, it's not about a race thing. But I do understand that some of those people – um, who play that stuff will will feel that way. I can understand that maybe a little black kid says, I like seeing Black Panther versus Superman because that looks more like me. I but get you think some that's of that why uh, Spider-Man is so popular? Because he actually wears a mask and it could be anybody? Yeah, maybe. I mean, I think that's the appeal of a lot of superheroes. But I, I just, I don't like this idea that we have to change like a good story or something to make it fit, like you're saying, this certain agenda. Why can't it just be good? I mean, I still think that I've mentioned this before. There's a movie from the 80s, Much Ado About Nothing. It's got Kenneth Branagh, um, Keanu Reeves, um, Denzel Washington. It's a Shakespeare movie. Yeah. And they're brothers in it. No reasonable person looks at them and goes, well, back in 1200 or whatever. They weren't brothers. It's just a well-acted movie. It wasn't done as an agenda, though. Right. Probably, yeah. It was just a good movie. People go, well, Aquaman, Jason Momoa is oh, not a white guy. And you thought Aquaman was pretty good. I go, yeah, but Aquaman's gay. <laughs> Nobody cares if they fucking gender swap or race swap Aquaman. When I was a kid, Aquaman was my favorite Justice League superhero. <laughs> that explains a lot. Yeah, sure it does. No, he was he was my favorite Justice League superhero. Because oh. I really wasn't, you know, if somebody was like the the best, I was immediately like, eh. I like the I like the secondary characters more, hmm. and so I look at that and say, "Man, that was my favorite Aqu- Aquaman was my favorite superhero as a kid." I didn't. It didn't bother me them. They made Jason Momoa in him. It was a good movie. Yeah. You know? I liked Spider Man a lot. It bothered me when they made uh, Toby. What's his name? The first Spider Man oh, they had because uh, he sucked at it. The first Spider Man. Yeah, the I liked him. Mm, the nope. the Sam Raimi movies. Yeah, didn't yeah. like him. I thought he was pretty good. I didn't like the uh, the other one, the Amazing Spider Man guy. He was okay. Yeah, I can't stand that guy. I like that more because they stuck to the Spider Man story, like that he made. Yeah, but not his personality. But I mean, Tom Holland is a perfect Spider Man. He's great at it. Yeah, even though they completely changed the Spider Man story for for that with. You know, all the technology suits and all that kind of stuff. It's yeah. like a whole different character. But it's a good story. He's good at it. Yeah. Well, they did the the end of the Spider or the Miles Morales version of Spider Man that animated one that was actually a fun story. It was cool. It was a great movie. Yeah. Well Even done. though they messed with all the Spider Man stuff, yeah. you're like, it was good. And but so, they didn't actually replace Spider Man with him. They just, it's just another character that has 
similar powers and they games. had a they had a pig in the movie that was a spider yeah. so, so there you have it but it was still a good they go, movie. what are you getting worried about it's all fantasy it's all fake I'm like sure what I'm, I'm not getting my my undue, i'm not i don't have sand in my vagina over it but i'm i'm noticing an agenda here and i'm just these are just symptoms of an agenda it's not that i'm just sitting there enraged and like type it on my keyboard in all caps you better change this back to white Mail. <laughs> send. I can see you doing Google that. send to whoever this needs to go to. <laughs> yeah, I I just I think they have to give people more credit for what's a good story or what's a good product or what's good anything. Everything is about how it appears on the outside. And it just doesn't say much about what advertisers or companies or politicians or anything think about people in general. They all, they all think you're stupid. They all think they know better than you. And too many people just put up with it. Yeah. And we shouldn't. God damn and we're it. not going to from this point forward. It's going to be all cap lock typing Google send. That's what it's going to be from now on. Thanks, D. Snyder. <laughs> you're not going to take it anymore. So if you want us to, or if you want to contact us, it's uh, email would be rooster at bread and circuses podcast.com or crow at bread and circuses podcast.com. And check us out on our Facebook page. I think we're getting throttled again. Of course. So uh, fucking Zuckerberg. Fuck Zuck. <laughs> uh, bread and circuses podcast. See you. Bye.